Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets show presented by Prize Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to talk a little bit about Thursday, uh, Tuesday, February 9th, NHL slate. Uh, DJ, how you doing? Doing pretty well. I mean, it's it's the Tuesday slate. It's not the biggest one we've covered by any stretch. Uh, we get eight games um, with a lot of variation in time. So there's been a lot of complaints from, you know, I'll say I'm one of them, but the NHL just has not really done a great job of spreading out the games. But here we get, you know, one at six, two at seven, two at eight thirty and three at 10. So you can really watch hockey on the East coast from six till one in the morning. So it's kind of nice. Hopefully we don't have those clear first intermission gaps that just give you 20 minutes of, of downtime. I want to watch hockey from the moment it starts to the moment it finishes. So Matt, what do you think about this slate and how are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, the weekend, uh, the Super Bowl was obviously, uh, you know, fun time. I ate a lot of food. So hoping to uh, earn back some of the money I lost on the Chiefs here, uh, you know, for sure on this Tuesday. But <laughs> yeah, I, man, yeah, that was brutal. But yeah, I, uh, I didn't end up betting any of it. I just was like, you know what? I don't know enough here to, to put a lot of money down. And I like the Chiefs side. And I'm glad I didn't bet it. So yeah, <laughs> definitely feel the same. Yeah, so... Um, like you were saying, though, um, I love these early starts. You know, I have, I have a buddy out on the West Coast who texts me all the time. Like, you know, he calls it the morning slate on a weekend. I'm just like, you are so lucky. I yeah, cannot right. believe you get to wake up at like 10 a.m. and just watch hockey. Um, so, you know, then we get a little bit of that, you know, six o'clock. Um, so talking about this Flyers and Capitals game, it is priced exactly as a pick them here. Um yeah. So like, you know, kind of what are your thoughts on this? We saw this game shoot out on Sunday. So uh, any, anything interesting here? Yeah, I, I mean, it is a pick em. It was a well over uh, with, uh, 11 goals, was it? Uh, yeah, 11 goals it ended up being on Sunday. Um, <laughs> again, I, I, it's not, you know, something where I'm going to be jamming on either side. Uh, we might get Kuznetsov back. It sounds like we will. I believe he did practice skated on the second power play. I guess it's a bit of a boost for the Capitals, but I don't think I'm, you know, I'm heavy lean on either side. Um, the home team has done really well so far this year. I don't know if that's a trend that's sustainable or anything that I'm going to go crazy sinking my teeth into, but I think if I had to, I'd take the Washington side. Um, just, you know, you're getting a team at home. That's pretty solid. You know, I, I have no reason to really say it other than I think that they are just a slight advantage and getting a couple guys back that maybe the lines aren't adjusting for seems like a fair enough uh, way to go about it as for me. Um, but Matt, is there any initial lean on this game? Yeah, you know, for, for me, it's uh, I also am leaning toward the Washington end of things here. Um, they controlled play on Sunday and they gave up a ton of goals. Vanacek was just awful. Um, you know, I don't really make decisions when I'm betting. Uh, I don't base them around like, oh, this goalie's, you know, hot or cold or whatever. Uh, Vanacek seems like he's been just fine. Uh, and that's assuming, you know, Samsonov isn't back. And it sounds like he won't be. But like you said, we're getting Kuznetsov back. We're getting Justin Schultz back. Um, you know, those two guys are pretty, pretty solid contributors who weren't there over the weekend. Uh, so I think that there is some value on this Washington side. Um, you know, we haven't seen Philadelphia control play now for the entire season. So until I see it, I just sort of had to assume that even with Couturier back, like uh, they definitely were trying to hide him a bit. You know, they played him on the fourth line. Uh, they didn't even want to match him up against Backstrom. And, you know, nonetheless, he still sort of dominated and <laughs> uh, well, he scored two goals and was on the ice for four of them. 
That's so like, you know, Couturier is back and he's still very good, but I don't really understand the coaching decisions that went into basically keeping him entirely away from uh, Ovi and friends. And some of that's because Washington's at home, but they're at home again here. So I'm not really too concerned about Couturier. Um, So give me Washington, honestly. Yeah, I agree with that. And, um, you know, as far as the player props get to, uh, it is, I think, the first time all year I've seen every single shot on goal prop over on the TK Sportsbook be a positive bet for the over. Every one of them is. Uh, that might just be because of the players they picked. But is there one here that you like a little more than the others? Uh, everything is a two and a half, except for Olvechkin, who is 4.5. <laughs> Obviously, he's one of the best rate shooters we've ever seen ever. So that make, make a little <laughs> bit of sense. But is there anything that you're kind of leaning on uh, as far as one of those or, you know, maybe a player prop that you like a bit more than the rest? Um, yeah, I mean, this connecting line is pretty enticing, you know, especially if Philly's trailing, I feel like they'll give this Drew line some, you know, some more run than they've gotten, uh, Drew Hayes and Konechny, uh, Konechny even saw a little bit of, uh, power play time with Drew, uh, remains to be seen whether that was just a sort of, uh, you know, just a tweak or some sort of uh, rest situation, but I, I do think that they're going to figure out how to get Travis Konechny to put the puck on goal. Um, he was so reliable last year. I just refuse to believe that he's going to stay sort of cold all year. When you get plus 170 on a guy with the track record that Konechny has, I think that's a really good value. Um, so I like that one. I think one prop that I'm considering right now, and I'm not sure where I'm going to land on it, but TJ Oshie didn't see either power play run in practice on Monday. Um, that seems odd, but I don't think it's the worst idea to say he won't get a point. Um, not that, you know. Do we have yeah. confirmation whether he's in or not? Because he missed for that's an the, injury. Yeah, I guess that's the question. Yeah, yeah he yeah. didn't play. So, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to play or not, I guess is the thing. But, um, you know, I wouldn't make that a massive part of it. I don't know I, if he didn't practice either power play. That's so weird that I guess maybe it's likely he won't play. Um, yeah, that's my guess. Does end up getting in, though? Um, like last minute, then maybe he won't see the minutes. I, I don't know. That's just like what seemed odd to me that I didn't see him at all. You're right. I don't think he practiced. <laughs> That's yeah, why. Uh, <laughs> the major beneficiary was Tom Wilson uh, yes. playing first line with Wilson, uh, Backstrom and Ovi and on the first power play. So if you can find Tom Wilson overs, uh, I would bet those. Now to score a goal, he's at plus 220, which is just yeah, not enough. That those are those are just bad odds. So I'm not doing that. Um, but you know, maybe for a point or something, if you can find him, uh, cause he can't play, you know, he's, he's yeah. got a reputation as a bit of a goon, but he's sort of, uh, you know, he's evolved a bit in that he can, you know, he's got good hands. He has a good shot. He knows where to be offensively. It's just that sometimes he crosses the line, let's say. So, uh, Tom Wilson, if you can find him, certainly good. So, uh, now we're getting into seven o'clock where we sort of start like the main slate when we're talking DFS, um, and we'll start it off here with the uh, Detroit and Florida. Just had to make sure which one was first. Yeah. Um, Detroit at Florida, Florida, a minus 220 favorite, but they're coming off of a loss to the same Detroit Red Wings team. Uh, Thomas Grice slammed the door on Sunday. So DJ, are you bouncing back or are you betting on a bounce back here from Florida? I think in some variety of a parlay, I would, I would definitely consider having uh, Florida. It's minus 220, which is not great. It's not the worst odds of any team on the slate. Um, but I kind of like this game to be around the, the, the five and a half mark is kind of perfect. I was kind of hoping maybe we could we'd see a six here and I'd think about the under, but I, I you know, I, I, I think it's a little bit too like 
who's in net and they could be terrible um, to, for me to want to go on this goal prop line. Uh, I more, a little bit more interested in some of these player props. Um, I think we based it off of last game and, you know, last game we saw um, Dylan Larkin basically decide that he's just not coming off the ice uh, 22 minutes without any power play run, which means that he just was out there for every five on five shift, almost all game. It seems like uh, Glenn Denning got hurt. So someone should bounce in and maybe that'll diminish his upside a bit, but his shot prop three and a half, it's not my favorite thing in the world. It's kind of hoping it'd stay at two and a half or something. I, I have to check different websites to see what we get on that. But if he's seeing those kind of minutes, uh, I don't really see a reason why he couldn't at least get three shots on net. And, you know, that could be one avenue, but three and a half right now on DraftKings is a little bit tough. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, if, if you're if you're coming here after watching us uh, last Thursday, I just, you know, uh, you're welcome for calling the Jonathan Huberto under six points. Um, <laughs> you know, that was a lock to hit. Um, you know, I, I, I did bet Jonathan Huberto to not score a point at a, you know, Pretty, pretty good odds, I thought. And uh, let's just say yeah. that didn't happen. So, you know, I'm, you, eating, you I'm eating a little it? bit of crow. I, I'm, I, honestly, I was thinking about it because it's uh, plus 135 uh, for him to not score a point. And that might be a little rich for me just sort of watching that. Just, you know, uh, betting on guys not to do stuff is always a bit more painful than sort of rooting for something to happen. Um, but I was sort of thinking about what you said about the, the total being uh, listed at a five and a half right now. I do kind of like buying a little bit of that, you know, equity. You can get the under six right now at minus one thirty seven. Um, Cause I sort of agree. I think this game's a bit of a sludge. Um, yeah. So I don't mind betting the under five and a half, but just for that little bit of extra, you know, in case it's a four to two type win uh, right. for either side. I could see sort of going at those, uh, those odds. Um, but yeah, this to me sort of screams, you know, low scoring sort of, sort of exactly, honestly, like what we saw on Sunday, but probably with Florida, you know, uh, turning around and getting a dub here. So right, we're seeing on, you know, on DraftKings and stuff that these guys like Duclair and Verhage are being priced, you know, Barkov's line mates are being priced very similarly to their sort of, uh, two score props, uh, which is, you know, you sometimes love to see it. You sometimes hate to see it. This is one of those spots where I kind of hate to see it because they're coming off of that, you know, off of that loss to Detroit. Um, there's a lot of good spots on this slate that we'll get to. So Duclair and Verhage, I think are just a little too expensive to be interesting, but that would also make them very low owned in terms of just uh, a top line stack against Detroit. So uh, right. I kind of like considering that. Yeah, I mean, as far as a prop that a bit of a long shot for sure. Um, but I mentioned it on other podcasts that Nemestikov isn't the worst play in the world. That plus five ten, I think you could do a lot worse. He has scored in back to back games, so it's a little bit chasing what he's already done. Uh, I think before those two goal games, I, I you know again I was kind of tracking him as like a he's getting big minutes and he has in the past profiled to be an okay rate shooter. Um, but sixteen minutes. He didn't, again, they didn't get any power play time in that Florida game. So they won without it. But the game before that, he was out there on the second unit. Uh, that game also saw Anthony Mantha. So if someone's going to have to fill that role, I'm going to be kind of looking if I can find any news on who it is. But I think Domestikov at, you know, 5-10 to score isn't the worst thing you could do with your money. Um, I wouldn't make it a major parlay, but I think of all the odds out there, that's that's not terrible. 
Yeah, one thing to just monitor, we saw Ekblad get pulled off that first power play unit on Sunday. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you why that's the case, but Duclair did replace him. Um, I don't know if that was, again, just sort of like a rest type situation where he was out when the penalty was called. Um, But so worth noting, because otherwise, if we do get some confirmation on that, Ekblad's odds to score are, uh, I guess, longer than Keith Yandel's. And, you know, you know, the, the what they're trying to do is Yandel to Ekblad for the one-timer, basically. So uh, if we get any confirmation on that, keep that in mind. But, uh, you know, Ekblad, as of now, not on the top power play. So the more interesting game, though, at 7 o'clock is this Edmonton and Ottawa game uh, currently listed as a 6.5 with Edmonton as pretty major road favorites at minus 182. Uh, we saw Edmonton take care of business on Monday night. And the rematch on Tuesday, DJ, uh, how do you feel about this one? I, I'm going back to the Edmonton wall for sure. Um, I'm going to end up with the McDavid's, Nuja Hopkins, and DraftKings. Um, I don't know. Again, it, it is hard to get these player props. Like, I don't like ever really taking a guy to score with a negative just because it's like <laughs> – almost it's, it's backwards logic to me. It's like saying, like, this guy is going to score more than every time. You know what I mean? Does that make sense, Matt, what I'm saying there? I mean, like, I mean that that's like – literally not how it works but you know go off yeah like I, I just i hate doing it it makes me just <laughs> not feel good inside to take a like a, a minus 103 and just it doesn't i don't know what the math is doesn't add up so i won't do it but um i think that you know taking some of these guys with their point props is, is fair enough um getting like a plus two points for a mcdavid oh my god that's a minus 125 jesus they really really price this up um the one bet that I've taken about a million times, it feels like, is Brady to have points and stuff. And he hasn't really got there too many times, but uh, I like that okay. Other than that, I mean, it's going to be – this is more of like a, I like this guy a lot in a parlay just to kind of put it together for me than like I'm going to be focusing a ton of money on any individual line here. Um, as far as the the game in general, like Edmonton minus 182 is – pretty good um it was a much worse than that in the past and i don't think these teams have really changed all that much my favorite player to kind of mention i guess more than anything is um evan bouchard i don't want to take too much time here so Matt, i'll pass it to you on him i know you had some some notes on him on i don't think he even has a cold prop on DraftKings, so tough uh yeah he actually does not which is pretty sad but uh, he comes in as a pretty uh pretty good prospect for Edmonton um he basically in his first four or five games now to this point has shot the lights out basically every game he just wants to rip the puck uh very interesting that some of the prospects evaluators that I like to follow uh rate his shot at a 60 grade uh it's very rare that you see a defenseman just sort of noted for having a an elite shot um, but you watch him and his teammates know it. They're trying to feed him. You know, he, uh, I, he, <laughs> I think someone saw their life flash before their eyes and trying to remember who it was, but he uh, shot one right into someone's ribs and just looked, uh, just looked painful. Like he's just a big guy. He's got a big shot, uh, you know, great skater, great offensive profile in terms of uh, prospect profile. So he's a guy playing in their top four right now. Uh, getting some second power play run and he will be very inexpensive on both sites for daily fantasy. Um, So barring any, you know, day-to-day sort of changes in their lineup, I think that he's a great play at uh, at least on daily fantasy sites. And uh, you know, he's going to score his first goal sooner than later, but obviously 
you know, I'm not sure betting him at like 10 to one odds in any given game or whatever you might be yeah. listed at is positive value. Right. Um, you have any thoughts on like a, like a team total here? Like if you do like, I mean, I think we both like Edmonton a good bit. Their team totals aren't fantastic, but you know, over four and a half plus 170. Do you have any interest in something like that? Um, yeah, I, I've thought about that and I kind of just think, no, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love McDavid here, but these numbers are just kind of ridiculous, honestly. Um, like just insane amounts of, uh, like respect being given to Edmonton just, and I don't know if they really deserve it. Like obviously McDavid deserves it, but, uh, they basically have, you know, two decent defensemen and, uh, not much else. They have no depth. Like this is, you know, it's, it's, it's Edmonton. We know how they do. Uh, they barely eked one out. I think it was three to one on Monday night. So I don't really think we see a ton of fireworks here. I I'd probably honestly lean the under six and a half and just sort of, um, you know, banking on goals from elsewhere. The one thing that I keep coming back to is McDavid to not score a point at plus 300. And I'm just trying to think like 25% of the time does McDavid get held off the score sheet and it just seems impossible. But tonight without the empty net goal, uh, he doesn't get there. So, you know, just one of those things to keep in mind, like, um, you know, it's, it's great value. (laughs) If you can stomach the sort of, uh, you know, watching McDavid, obviously uh, murder your souls. Right. Right. I mean, I don't think I I could do it personally. I just don't have the stomach for it, but um, I think that I am good to move on to Tampa Nashville unless there's anything else. Uh, So Tampa Nashville, I, I, I feel like I might be, I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but I like this game to be over the five and a half. I think it actually has some pretty good offensive upside overall. I talked about another podcast kind of going with like a four or five man game stack here and being super contrarian with some of these other games, I think drawing a lot of ownership with Vegas uh, and Edmonton, just, I think a lot of ownership is going to end up pivoting there and just not, uh, well, I guess pivoting away from Tampa and Nashville. Um, I'm definitely considering the over. Uh, I like, I mean, I guess I like the Tampa side with all the injuries and stuff going on in Nashville. I mean, on top of injuries, they had Ekholm sit out because of you know, having a child, which congratulations if you're listening with Matthias Ekholm. But uh, um, I, you know, I I'd probably stay away from the money lines more than anything. I, I could see myself including a Tampa Nashville at home plus 140 is somewhat enticing, but I think overall, I like the over a lot. Uh yeah, I mean, this is sort of uh, the mind belt here, but I sort of agree. Uh, both these teams are generating a good amount of offense. Now, Tampa does what Tampa does, and they've stifled, you know, they're, they've stifled defensively, uh, despite some pretty, you know, up-tempo paces. Um, so if we see sort of Nashville sort of revert to the mean and capitalize on some of their chances they haven't been able to convert on, and, uh, you know, Vasilevsky got his first day of rest. So, you know, maybe he's, you know, good to go first game for McElhaney on uh, Monday night, but maybe we see Vassy, you know, let a couple in a couple week ones. We see some of those percentages start to normalize. Uh, but yeah, I like the over both these teams have been playing with a lot of pace so far this year. So um, despite it being, you know, two starting goalies matched up in Saros and Vasilevsky, uh, presumably at least then, I still think the over is certainly in play here. So uh, just a couple of players to keep in mind. Um, 
with no Ekholm, we saw Dante Fabro step up. He actually scored a goal on the power play for Nashville. Uh, you know, he's similar to Bouchard, just sort of like that good prospect type build, uh, you know, good skater, good shot, uh, should be used pretty reliably in this one. So, you know, he's a good sort of daily fantasy punt to fit in a lot of these star players. And then, uh, you know, Philip Forsberg is just a beast. So if you like this game going over, I think that you can bet on him. Um, his shot props a little bit juiced up, but yeah. even then, like, I think he's still decent value. Right. Yeah. It, it's frustrating that it's minus 195 because I definitely jammed it in a bunch and it just keeps climbing. So um, yeah, honestly, let's just, let's just do Stamkos. Let's be real. Yeah. I'm uh, fine with that. Yeah. Stamkos is, I think, equal, equal to get there. And yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, minus 162, uh, over two and a half. Uh, Stamkos hit the five shots bonus, or, you know, hit the five shots mark on uh, on Monday night, and he's the guy on their power play. You know, Braden Point's a great player, but they're looking to feed Stamkos more than points. So both of those guys, I think, are decent values, but I like Stamkos just a bit more. Yeah, I also like that just one point for Duchesne. I mean, that seems to get a point plus 100. Uh yeah, centering Forsberg and yeah, Arvidsson. Forsberg, Arvidsson. If you like, uh, no yeah, joke. if you like this yeah. game to go over, and he was first power play, so it just doesn't seem like they quite figured that out yet into their odds. Um, not that it's a mortal lock. I mean, Duchesne getting a point is not always the case. So I don't um, think he was top power play actually. But, he wasn't. Um, um, no, I think he was with Arvidsson and Fabro because he assisted Fabro's goal. So really, you know, um, they're going to do it. They're really splitting them up. All right. Yeah, I had to to see what they end up doing. Okay. All right. I mean, I still think it's a fair play. Like if you like this game to go over, he's probably involved. And you know, if they're struggling late, the key mm-hmm. is the guy that's going to be on the ice. Like they're going to put the main guys out there. So. Um, I think of all the odds on this, like that's, that's pretty solid for a, like a positive bet. Um, other than that, yeah, the, okay. the Stamkos one's super strong and I like the over, but we can move on to let's, Chicago uh, Dallas. Yeah, let's get over to Chicago Dallas yep. because Dallas at home is minus 148 against Chicago. Um, yeah, I'm just jamming that. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas is a jammable. better team than Chicago. You know, Chicago has been playing fine, but Dallas, you know, they, they have Klingberg, they have Heiskanen, they have these, they, you know, they have a good top six. Like, I don't really see a world in which, uh, you know, unless for some reason they're pricing in that the unconfirmed Kadobin start isn't happening, even then, Andre's fine. Like, uh, this to me just sort of screams, uh, you know, obvious value, uh, maybe an overreaction to Chicago's yeah. win over the weekend. I don't know, but uh, that one sort of seems fishy. So I like the value there on Dallas a whole heck of a lot. I'm in total agreement. I definitely think that that's like the take from this game. If like if you do like what I do, which you know I guess while I'm talking, I like to do like a couple smaller parlays and then like one of every single game. And this is <laughs> kind of the one I think I'm just gonna put click on that Dallas line, uh, just jam that in with these odds. And yeah, it like- seems. Pretty late that um, they'll win this one. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, yeah. That that seems nice, especially if you're building a couple big parlays to get that in there. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's sort of where going to inform a lot of the rest of my thoughts on this game. Um, I really like a lot of these Dallas player props. Um, you know, unfortunately, we don't get the obvious Dennis Garyanov jam play that you love, uh, that, that you know and love from the boys here. Um, but, you know, really, we're talking 
um, a Klingberg over two and a half shots. Like this guy patrols the blue line with the best of them. I yeah. think that he gets there in this one. Um, you know, that's some pretty good value for a guy on the top power play. Uh, certainly going to be looking to fire pucks on net. You know, when, when you lose, you, <laughs> you, you know exactly what Rick Bonus is telling him. He's telling him, you know, get the puck on net. And Klingberg has the puck on his stick a whole heck of a lot. And he's one of the best in the league at, uh, you know, finding, finding lanes, getting pucks on goal and making stuff happen. So while I don't think he's a goal scorer, I think that he will, you know, make rebounds happen for guys like Pavelski and Jamie Ben to just sort of finish off. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that that's, that's a really good take. Um, it is for, I'm like looking through these odds as you're saying it, I'm like, man, I really wish a couple of these better players were like the two plus point guys. It's like, I don't really want to bet Ben or Radulov. So they kind of cut us at the knees here with who they put on there, which is yeah. We don't even know if Radulov will be back for this. One. Right. Yeah. So it's keep like, an eye on his status. Man, it, it's just like I I don't know if we've said this on this podcast, but while we're on my soapbox, uh, it's like FanDuel has gotten all the odds. They put everything out there. You can bet so much more over there, but the interface is terrible. I mean, it's just not fun <laughs> or enjoyable to be a part of. And I hope they're listening and like fix it because it's, I want to bet their odds, but they have more options. Like I just like it can mm-hmm. build different parlays that I like. And it's so frustrating. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Like the amount of time that I spend just trying to click through everything is, is annoying. So yeah, it is again, like we're getting two different odds um, in two different games with like Oshi and Radulov, which these guys might not play. And it's like, yeah, by the way, uh, confirmed, not in. Uh, Mike Heike tonight confirmed that. So, you know, like, I'm not, it doesn't seem like it's that much to ask for that we could just get some odds on guys that are just playing. Like, I, <laughs> and, and we can't, like, you know, two points for Ben. I'm not playing that. I, that takes Dallas right out of the equation. So, I don't know. I don't know why they're all in on Jamie Ben, but whatever. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, just some fallout of Radulov being uh, out of the lineup. We didn't really get a firm word because of how uh, uh, erratic Dallas's deployment was on Sunday, but we saw Tanner Kiro get some time with the top line Pavelski and Ben. We saw Ty Delandrea get top line uh, duty for a bit. And we also saw uh Jason Robertson get some time there. So all three of those dudes will be very cheap. If morning skate gives us any clarity on, you know, which guys in the top six, uh, I think any of those guys would be solid plays. And then obviously we have on the power play, power play one replacing Radulov is we just don't have the guess between Jamie Ben, Gurionov, Hintz, Pavelski. Those four guys will all be on the top power play, and we don't have to guess, you know, which one Radulov would replace. So uh, part of the reason I really like, uh, Mr. Gurianov on this slate because this dude is uh, still firing. He just uh, has a has a cannon. So uh, I'm all in on Gurianov here. All right. Well, that would take us over to Anaheim, Vegas. I am wearing my Vegas jersey as I think they're one of the easiest plays of the night. But at minus two forty, I understand if you try to go elsewhere because it is very, very, very juiced towards Vegas. Uh, five and a half over under. I think that's kind of the. Uh, Gibson on the other end, just holding them at bay. But um, if you are playing DraftKings or FanDuel, Vegas is super priced up. There are a couple interesting news and notes that we'll get to, but is there any initial lean you have in the Anaheim Vegas game? Uh, I like the over, you know, Um, I feel like we're going to get to sort of the reason we're betting on a guy like Ricard Raquel to break out real soon. Uh, We saw the Kings put goals up on Vegas this weekend. You know, it was, they were not fruitful in their efforts to win, but 
Uh, I certainly don't think that Vegas is like this impenetrable defense. And honestly, Vegas could win six, nothing. And I would not be surprised. So yeah, I like the right. over here and think there's a lot of ways to get to that. Um, yeah, you know, get to that happening. Gave us a better uh, chance in this game than the uh, Edmonton game. Um, you know, the over three and a half goals for Vegas is only minus one Oh eight. Um, you know, I think that's a, that's a pretty fair take uh, over four, uh, plus 163. So if you do think Vegas is going to absolutely, um, you know, just steamboat them or that's not even an expression, whatever oh, race. The expression is. Yeah, oh, there race them. There it is. There I'm like, I'm, no, I knew I said it wrong. I'm like, I'm just going to let Matt correct me. Um, yeah. Then yeah, I, I think that's a very fair odd uh, that, that you could get in on. Um, if you look at the player props to score, it's almost hilarious. I think the top eight or nine guys <laughs> are all Vegas golden Knights. Um, then we get to Ricard Raquel, who I've just tilted all season long because he's allergic to getting points. He's allergic to scoring. I mean, we know he's allergic to scoring. It's a terrible allergy, but uh, actually getting a point is just hilarious. I guess he just does not know how to do that. Um, but are there any odds here that you like? Um, patches, two points, plus 300. Sign That's me right on up for that. Uh, you know, right. Main tuck, tuck, puck toucher on the power play. Uh, say that four times fast put it on his resume yeah um you know that just seems like really good odds here this guy is you know he's playing with mark stone who looks to feed him and patches puts pucks on goal and makes stuff happen um i think that that should be more like mark stone's odds that are plus 235 for two plus points um Mm -hmm. you know i just think that even though stone's the playmaker and you're talking points you're not talking assists even and guys who shoot tend to get assists off of rebounds and stuff too. So um, I just really like that line from patches. And I also like his shot over, over three and a half is minus 155. Not the best in the world, but I think yeah. as you might be able to tell, uh, patches is my top overall player on the slate. Um, if I can on DraftKings and FanDuel, I'm probably just playing both McDavid and patches and finding value elsewhere to make it work. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in on that. Do you have any interest in this patches hat trick? I mean, he's going to go all in on it. He's already done it once. Has he done it twice? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I'm in PA. I can't bet. Oh, that. you can't. So, do it. All right. Yeah, what about the, the crazy long odds of plus 113 for Nicholas Haig to score? I mean, 20 minutes of ice time. He has a cannon of a shot. Do you have any interest in getting crazy? Oh, 1300. It's like plus 113. Those are the worst odds I've ever seen in my life. 1300. Yeah. You're right. 1300. 1300. Whatever. Are you getting crazy? I mean, it's him or Aaron Ness. No. I I know. I know. Um, You know, Nick Haig will play on the top four. We're not expecting Petrangelo back at this point. And, you know, with the way that their blue line's currently set up, they are playing uh, Nick Haig, you know, 18, 19 minutes a night. We saw him put up a goal and two assists against the Kings. Um, but you know, I'm just not, I'm not chasing that. I, I certainly like him on the daily fantasy sites. You know, I think he's a good bet to pick up, you know, a handful of blocks or shots on goal to sort of make the rest of your lineup work. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm getting too out there with like my goal props. Fair enough. Okay. Is there anything else in this game you wanted to mention before we get over to uh, with San Jose, right? Um, yeah, probably the best value goal uh, thing I can find is Maxime Comtois at plus 440 to score. He's playing on a line with Ricard Raquel. Uh, there's a lot of underlying numbers pointing to Ricard Raquel being one of the most, un- one of the unluckiest players in the NHL to this point in the season. 
Uh, now part of his bad luck is playing on Anaheim and that's not changing. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, another part of it is, is pucks are just going to start going in while he's on the ice. You know, he's just a really, really sound player. I actually heard Meany and uh, I can't, I think it was Cam on Friday, kind of, kind of uh, besmirching the name of Ricard Raquel, just, you know, and, you know, maybe, maybe we'll have to have a, uh, you know, one-on-one debate there over him, but I think that he's an absolute player and, you know, uh, DraftKing clearly agrees because he's the only guy priced uh, around these sort of uh, golden Knights to score a goal, like, uh, like you were mentioning before. So let's get over to the San Jose Kings game. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a six, which, I'm not shocked at. I do slightly like the over. I'm not sure if I'm going to be too heavy on it. I'm definitely much more interested in just taking San Jose at minus 114. I'm still of the mindset that the Kings are bad. Um, I don't think it's it's going to be going to change. Um, they're at home. I, I don't think that really matters that much. San Jose doesn't play home at all. So they're pretty used to playing in other people's arenas uh, and DraftKings. And I believe over on FanDuel as well, the San Jose side is incredibly cheap. Their most expensive player outside of Burns is 60, oh, 5,300 uh, 5, for Couture. I'm definitely going to be getting them in there to make my lineups work. Um, but just overall, I think that the San Jose side has got a lot of meat in the bone. Um, their team total, you know, uh, I think is something I, I'm going to consider. It's it's not great, but I, I, I think they're going to score a lot more goals than uh, maybe meets the eye. So, Matt, what do you think on this game? And I feel I'm feeling a Sharks win here. Um, yeah. I'm sort of like I'm looking at some of these like correct score. Uh, it's just because I'm feeling a little frisky about this game. Um, I, I really I, I do agree. I think the Sharks are a great value here, even on the road. Um, you know, I just don't see the Kings really. I don't see Kopitar sort of dragging these guys to like, you know, being like a team that should be favored against the Sharks, honestly. Um, so, you know, as a pick essentially, this is basically my, uh, you know, one of my strongest takes of the night, I think is the Sharks are getting a little unlucky given what they're producing. And I feel like it, the tides turn for a lot of their indiv- individual players um, that are very underpriced on daily fantasy sites and just, you know, betting as well. So give me, uh, you know, the exact score four to two for the Sharks. Uh, let me just find it here. Uh, 22 to one, you know, feeling a feeling four to two victory for the Sharks here. Maybe they pot an empty netter up three to two or something uh, to get me, get me that solid dub there. But uh, any player props props you like DJ? Um, I mean, first off, what an absolutely bold take, you know, anytime I right? say that you're not, you're not bold enough. I, I have to rescind any comments I've made in the past. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, I think I like Logan Couture in general. So I guess, I'm not, you know, I'm not, this year has been a little tough. He's been kind of hit or miss on this, but you know, two and a half shots, he's at plus 100. I think that's, it's pretty gettable for him. I don't know if that's something that he gets every single night, but I think that this is a pretty good spot for him to get that. Um, I think another Avenue and Oh my God, of course, it's just not there. I was hoping to look what we get for Carlson for points, but never mind. That's not an option on DraftKings. Um, man, they really just, Gave us some real tough ones. Um, boy, maybe the no on Kopitar. I think that's uh, plus one ten for no point from Kopitar. I don't. I don't mind taking that. I think that he's. Uh, yeah, he actually. I think he has been pretty good, but I don't know if I like him that much there. 
Um, yeah, he's been great, but look what's around him, you know? Yeah, it's, it's right. Tough. It's like every night that that could, that could definitely, I mean, they could just not score because they're, they're not good. Um, the one goal odds that I, I think I like above the rest is um, LeBanc at plus 320. It's not absolutely yeah, sexy, I, but like, look at the guys he's around, like John Leonard and stuff. Like, yeah, he's better than that. He's on the first power play, um, and he's just I, a good player, so – I cannot believe the Kings are not playing Arthur Kaliev. I was so excited that he made it into the lineup uh, last week and he scores a freaking goal in his first yeah. game. Like this is the mm-hmm. Kings we're talking about. One of the worst goal scoring teams of the last, I mean, ever since their cup runs, basically their goals. I mean, even in their cup runs, they weren't a great goal scoring team, but you're talking about a guy, a natural born goal scorer comes into your lineup, you know, is out there in an empty net situation. And for, developmental reasons he's playing in the hl like come yeah. on like really dustin brown on the top line like get 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 out of here um but yeah. it's just very very a funny seeing him at plus 330 to score a goal when you know like we yep. see guys all the time priced at plus 500 600 um so kaliev definitely deserves the respect he's gotten but uh does not deserve to be in the, the ahl right now so just wanted to complain yeah. about that for a second before we get to a lot the of last game tough, of the night. A lot of tough scenes there. But, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it up. They they really didn't give us the player props that I would have wanted here. Um, just disappointing, but it is what it is. Um, so we can move on over to Winnipeg at Calgary. Um, Matt, I, I'll just send it right to you. What is your initial lean on this one? Uh, yeah, my uh, my lean is toward the Flames. I, I just – I think they're a pretty solid team. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is making his debut for Winnipeg. Uh, at least all signs are pointing to that at this moment. So that could be pretty fun. Uh, he is centering uh, Kyle Connor. So they're really sort of breaking up their big guns. Uh, Wheeler's been demoted to the third line, which, uh, by the way, if you kind of uh, heard what we talked about on Thursday with uh, Paul Maurice going off and us sort of talking about that a little bit, like, it's pretty clear Paul Maurice knows that Blake Wheeler's goose is cooked at this point. And, you know, he's out yeah. there to sort of distribute the puck on the power play and basically play a keep the handle role. But I'll digress because, you know, Blake Wheeler probably will pull a Jonathan Huberto and put up six points here just to spite me. Um, we can't talk too much shade because he, exactly. But yeah. And then, you know, Shifley on that top line with Ellers and Cop, I believe is, you know, just probably going to see like a lot of the minutes there, but with all that said, I just really like the Calgary side of this game. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is that Sam Bennett got a promotion to the top line last game, did score, and it sounds like he'll stay there. So that immediately leads me to his goal prop of plus 360, price around guys such as Paul Stastny, uh, Dominic Simone. You know, just uh, I think Sam Bennett's the best uh, bet to play with Goudreau and Monahan score a goal there. But uh, what are your thoughts? I know you like the Winnipeg side a little more than I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's not something that I, again, if I'm doing a big parlay, I, I'm just not going to end up going with either of these two teams. I think it's it's basically a coin flip, which is why I like the Winnipeg bet line a little bit more, but I'm not sold on it. Um, I, I just think that, you know, Hellebuck is better than he's played. Uh, he'll, he'll write the ship a little bit, but Overall in this game, I think, you know, one bet that I might end up jamming in anyways is uh, multiple points from Goudreau. Um, e- even if I, you know, I, like I said, I'd probably just stay away from the money line in general. Um, his, you know, three points might be a little bit rich for my blood, but two points at plus 250, I think it, that's pretty solid. 
Um, he's been great, and I think that he'll even continue to be better. The shot props, I, there's not one here that I'm overly ambitious on. Um, I think the you know, Kyle Connor over three and a half is is okay, but he's been pretty cool as of late. We'll see if the new line works out. Maybe you know this is the right fit for him. He gets in with Pierre Luc Dubois, who hasn't been a crazy rate shooter by any stretch of the imagination, but a pretty good distributor. Yeah, that that could end up kind of getting him to the right spot and something to consider. But I kind of want to see it before I put a bunch of money on it. So I think multiple points for Gaudreau is my favorite um, in this one. You know, plus two fifty. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i a big uh, Goudreau guy here as well. So especially over on DraftKings, I mean, this guy's priced at 5,800, yeah, 5,900, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and I think you had his FanDuel price up too. Yeah, you? 76. Was... Um, he's, he's just <laughs> yeah, around. I mean, like... Pacioretty is 81 and he's 76. And then over on DraftKings, you know, I think Pacioretty is still – Also 81. 81 and he's 50 – Oof, where is he? 58. So he's yeah. way, way cheaper over on DraftKings. So um, that is a that is a great price. And um, I think, yeah, I think this game, it, while I, I, like I said, I, I kind of like Winnipeg okay. I think they're actually not that bad. Um, and I think that they will figure out the, the bit of struggles. I feel like for some reason, the Winnipeg struggles have been like really like put out in the media and everything. And they've actually been good. Like, not well at least like they're winning games like there haven't been yeah. that great but, like they're they're winning yeah. like i and I, you know I, I think that you know there's been some unluckiness there's been some you know playing ottawa and vancouver um that every team in canada gets <laughs> that'll to help do. that definitely yeah. helps <laughs> but yeah I, I think they're just overall they're, they're not that terrible and i think you know hellebuck figures out a little bit i mean last year he was he won the best not correct yeah i mean I, I still think he's good so i don't that's why i kind of you know if he's in, I just kind of shy away from taking the uh, the other team just because he could, you know, have a 40 save shutout because he's that kind of goalie and goalies are nuts. Um, yes, absolutely. You want to get to some of our favorite stacks or is there anything else from this game you want to touch on? Uh, let's, so before we do top stacks, let's do a couple of our favorite bets on the night. Do you have a couple ready? Um, I, th- I mean, kind the easiest of, one that I mean, I think we're both really in on is just Dallas minus one forty eight. Uh, I, I, don't, I think I speak for both of us on that being maybe our favorite, just easy money take it bet. Yep. Um, but yeah, you have one that you want to go over. Um, so we didn't like actually see a real number on Tom Wilson, but I'm really interested in his. You know, especially if you check out some of the other sites that you use, uh, I like Tom Wilson to get a point. Uh, you know, I project that to be almost a 50-50 prop, if not slightly, you know, slightly up uh, maybe 130 or something. But I really like him here, just given his role increase with no Oshi. Um, and then sort of my other, like, real bet that I want to make is on this Sharks team uh, as a pick versus the Kings. Uh, I just, I like the Sharks. I think that they are a, a class above the Kings, which isn't mm-hmm. saying much, but still I think they're uh, – will be made noticeable on this Tuesday slate. Yeah. I think the Stamco's over two and a half minus 162. It's, it's real easy. Like that might be like the easy money pick. Um, yeah. If you're like, again, I don't know, you know, you bet the house on it. Probably not like shot, shots on goal are a little bit weird where, you know, he could take eight shots and five get blocked and, you know, stuff like that. So that's why I wouldn't bet the house on it. But if you're making a parlay, just jam it in there with it. Um, that one. And uh maybe any of these guys, they have a point as far as like Forsberg or Yossi, those two, I think those are all kind of in the realm of what I'm looking for in that game. And I, like I said, I like that game a bit more 
pace wise, just like, at the, the, the base value level of that game, the pace should be good, whether the goal is find the net or not. And that's why Stamco shot just makes a ton of sense. Okay. And I'm, uh, I'm taking my chips and I'm pushing them in on max patch ready here. Uh, two points plus 300. I think that that's uh, pretty good value there against these ducks. Uh, I really like patches. Um, and with that in mind, let's talk, you know, for a couple minutes about this DFS slate here. Um, you're going to see a ton of ownership on McDavid, uh, probably Dreisaitl too. Um, so if you're sort of looking to stack the Oilers, is there anything creative you're looking to do? Um, and then do you have any other sort of top stacks that you're keeping in mind for tournaments? I mean, yeah, I, I said it on the Morning Skate podcast, the Oilers stack that I was going to have was McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Evan Bouchard. Um, just to get that savings. I think Evan Bouchard could get there without a point from either of them. If he has, you know, four shots on goal and a point at all, he's going to absolutely smash. So while I'd love it to be a, while he's on the ice with McDavid and, and dry side, or uh, Nisha Hopkins, it doesn't have to be. Um, the one stack that I didn't, I don't think either of us said on uh, the Morning Skate podcast that I'm pretty high on as well is going to be on the shark side. Um, you can talk me into a lot of different ways of doing it, but I think just doing Couture, LeBanc, and either Carlson or Burns. Um, Carlson, a bit of a, a clear savings over Burns. Um, you know, I think Burns more often than not is going to be the better player of the two, but Carlson does seemingly have double uh, bonus potential in him as well. It hasn't hit yet. I don't think I, I think maybe he only hit the shot bonus or the block shot once, but I think that well could break at any time. And this matchup, if they do end up going for a good number um, he could be involved. So either of those two, I mean, Burns is a safer play, but if you need that money to get up to McDavid, I think you, you do it. Um, you just take Carlson instead. They're both getting huge minutes. They both, you know, have had great numbers in the past. So um, that stack's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the Kings, you know, they, they love the shoot from anywhere. I think the blocks on both those guys are, you know, uh, yeah. there and obviously the offensive upside too. So um, you know, I was just sort of going to uh, also just sort of reiterate the Edmonton side of things. I really like Jesse Pulley-Arvey. He, he really burned me on Monday, burned a lot of people, though. Uh, we did see some very positive signs. You know, he stayed with McDavid all game at 5-on-5, five five, which obviously you love to see that. And he also played, I believe, more than 50% of the game on that top power play unit. And, you know, him and James Neal will kind of swap off that top unit. Um but I did notice Pugliarvi at the end of the game getting first dibs at it. So that's something that I, you know, I'm certainly going to go right back to and just hope that people sort of jump off of it at the same time. Uh, he's also very cheap on FanDuel, uh, you know, inexpensive on DraftKings as well, honestly, sub 5K for a McDavid winger. But I think that that's a really good way to uh, stack things. And then if we're looking for, you know, a bit of the, uh, maybe lower type ownership, this, uh, this Calgary game, I think has a lot of it. And you could go either that top line with Goudreau, Monaghan, or Bennett, or you could go the second line with uh, Elias Lindholm because Lindholm has been, you know, really driving the bus this year. Matthew Kachuk is also a very good player. And I think that they will be pretty low owned as well. So um, any other thoughts on this Tuesday uh, slate of action, either betting or DFS wise? Yeah. I mean, I, I'll just say one more stack, I guess, because I kind of said like one and a half, but um, <laughs> I think any of these top four guys on the top power play for Dallas is a good take. Uh, probably a little bit more on the hints, uh, Gorianov side of it uh, with Klingberg. If you could, you know, get 
a decent value on guys that are going to see around 20 minutes against Chicago that are just good hockey players. I don't know why you don't consider that pretty strongly. Um, it might go a little bit overlooked with some of the bigger names on the slate. I, I don't hate the idea of, you know, including another one of these players. Ben has been pretty good. His price is a little bit higher, though. I just I prefer Goryanov. Pavelski's tough. I mean, it's tough to get 7,300 for him and feel good about your lineup, but he is seeing the minutes. Uh, the role is definitely there. So I think I'm more on the hints Goryanov Klingberg train, but I think you could conceivably build a lineup with three or four Dallas guys, and, and it could be the kind of the, the one that break the slate for you because they're going to see a ton of run in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I pretty much reiterate that stack entirely. Uh, big fan of it. So with all of that in mind, I uh, just wanted to, again, give a shout out to Fade the Noise, um, you know, FTN Fantasy. I know Meany's been talking up, you know, he puts his pickups, his uh, drops, you know, ads, that, that type of thing. He puts that in there. Um, so definitely make sure you check out what he has to say uh, as this crazy COVID season. Uh, your season-long teams should not be neglected. There's stuff going on every single day that vaults some guys from relative obscurity right up into, you know, premier positions. And having a guy like Meany out there just sort of patrolling, making sure that, uh, you know, making sure that everything's going right and telling you who to pick up. I think that's a good spot. And then also uh, FTN betting, FTN daily, you know, just good stuff there too. Use the promo code MAYO for uh, that sign-up. And also, again, big thanks to our sponsor, PrizePix, uh, PrizePix.com. Uh, you can pick multiple players across multiple sports. Uh, you just you basically pick the over or the under on their fantasy point output that game. And, uh, yeah, you can make, uh, you know, number of entries up to five uh, individual plays on that entry. And you can win up to 10 times your money if all of them hit. And, uh, you know... That's uh, always a good time to 10 extra money. So DJ, anything else for you out of here? Yeah. I mean, also on prize picks, they, we have the uh, deposit match. Um, was it code MMN or was it code Mayo? MMN. MMN. I thought so. I thought so. Okay. Those are like the Mayo. Yeah. MMN deposit match up to a hundred. Um, the other thing about that is, you know, if you, if you do like the hockey, that's probably why you're listening to this, but you might like gambling on other sports and they do have, you know, basketball and, um, you know, college, some college sports, it looks like, and, and soccer and tennis. So check all of that out. Um, and you're just going to ignore CSGO. I don't know what that meant. Honestly, I, I, it's gotta be video. Game. I don't know what it means. I, I did. What I want to say it. Oh, I, I got super into the counter-strike space. So, uh, counter-strike. Case, okay. So, that's it. Yeah. There it is. Um, it, I mean, they, I mean, but the NBA, it's even more particular. Like I'm kind of looking at these like, fourth quarter NBA, like, you know, you can kind of reminds me of the flash drafts that I've grown a little bit fond of in football. So oh, yeah. I'm excited oh, yeah. that, you know, this site, as it, if it grows and they'll hopefully we can kind of grow together, um, check out what they can do and get, maybe we'll get period props and that could be a lot of fun. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just see that the, yeah. what, what what it comes to. So um, anything else before we get out of here? No. Uh, so be sure to follow me. I am at fake moods right, right there. DJ is at DJ underscore Mitchell 94 and make sure you subscribe uh, to us on YouTube or on your, you know, podcast app of choice, the fantasy hockey picks and bets show presented by prize picks. So that is all from us today. Good luck on Tuesday. And we'll talk to you Thursday. Thank <laughs> you.